podcraft. This episode is sponsored by Still Point Wellness. I love Still Point Wellness. I love the staff. I love their services. They offer a very unique spa experience in Asheville. All of their services are designed to help you unplug from the stresses of today's modern world. And boy, do we all need that. They do it through services like saltwater flotation, also known as sensory deprivation, the world-renowned Esalen massage, cranial psychotherapy, and somatic psychology. They are locally owned and operated by my dear friends, Corey Costanzo and Robin Fan Costanzo. Corey is a somatic therapist and he teaches mindfulness meditation courses. And Robin is an internationally renowned massage instructor who was actually inducted into the Massage World Hall of Fame. Their highly skilled massage staff have each trained under Robin and each earned full certification to practice Esalen Massage. I love Esalen Massage. I know it. I'm an Esalen Massage practitioner. It is a fantastic massage. Together, Koi and Robin have created a world-class experience in understanding the mind-body connection through deep relaxation. So contact them at stillpointwell.com or call 828-348-5372. And don't forget to mention discount code PREPO to get 10% off your first float and first Esalen massage. I really believe that you're going to love the experience. So couples ask me, how do we repair conflict? This. This is one of the best ways to repair conflict. That you find yourself in more and more the realm of appreciation. So that when you have a conflict, you'll drop it faster, come back in connection faster, and be able to communicate. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Today, I am going to talk about the power of appreciation. Mm, it is the one topic in my work and in my life that I absolutely love talking about and doing <laughs> and experiencing it. So I am going to share you what I believe is such a powerful way of being in the world and being in relationships with the power of appreciation. And one reason why I am giving you some of this expression. I'm living in North Carolina, which right now is under Hurricane Florence. I'm not on the coast. I'm more into Asheville, but we're supposed to get some really heavy rains tomorrow. So I got today to record just in case I lose electricity. And that made me think about, of course, just even the appreciation about what we have. Today I have electricity. Today my refrigerator is working. Today my roads are fine. And tomorrow that could totally change. And I think when we keep that 
understanding and that reality and possibility that it enables us to show up more in our moment, right now in our moment. So we don't have to wait to appreciate something until it's gone. It is much better to appreciate it while it's here. So think about your relationships. There have probably been some incidences where somebody left, there was a breakup, somebody died, and you start appreciating them after the fact. That's fine, because that's a learning process, and that's a good thing to appreciate what you had. But it's much better to not have the regret and actually appreciate it while it's here. I want to get deep right away, because there's actually one exercise that I use very much in my in my life and my relationships, especially with my family. Uh, I use death as a way to show up in life, to utilize it as a as a tool. It's a topic that we don't like to talk about, it's a topic that we don't want to address, but it's absolutely inevitable, right? Everybody's going to experience it. So I use it a way in my life that helps me show up really preciously in, in my relationships. So there are times that I'll be sitting on the sofa and I'll watch my wife in the kitchen. She's doing her thing, her beautiful thing. And I'll zap her out, I'll call it. I picture her. She's no longer in my life. So I start to feel what it feels like around my life, around just even in the house. And then I go on to what it's like in my life not to have her. And of course, the feelings start to well up and the sadness and the tears start to come. And I sit with that for a little bit so I can really feel it. And then I look at her and I zap her back in and she's right back where she is. And I get my ass off the sofa and I go give her a nice hug, a real good hug. And there are times where she said to me, ah, you were just zapping me out, weren't you? (laughs) She knows the quality of the hug, that kind of presence. And it's wonderful when we can bring that kind of presence in our life. I do exercises with couples that I do that when they're sharing and I'm teaching them how to share appreciation. I do that. I have them picture what it is if their partner is no longer there, that tomorrow they're going to get hit by a bus. And today is the last moment. This moment that they have is the last moment that they get to say their appreciations to them. And a lot of them, they don't want to do it. It's hard. Probably some of you are cringing and go, no, 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 no. That's way too deep. When they do it in their presence, of how they express their emotions, knowing that that person may not be there tomorrow, but the beauty of it is they get to hear it now. That's my trick. They get to hear it now, and most of them, all of them haven't gotten hit by a bus the next day, so that's good. So that experience has stayed with them. And that's one way to really zap yourself out of the automatic, robotic way of going through life in our relationships without deeply appreciating it. You've probably heard there are marital studies and relationship studies that show that we need a least a five to one ratio of five positive interactions of appreciation to every one negative interaction. That's usually actually in conflict. So you actually need to do that in conflict. Some of the studies really show that you need a 20 to one ratio of pi, five, 20 to 1 ratio of positive interactions over negative interactions. 
Most peoples are reversed or just neutral. Neutral doesn't hack it. Two to one doesn't hack it. I I can contest to that. I see that in my relationship, in my 23-year marriage, and I see that very much in working with couples in my practice, that that ratio sometimes really gets off and people don't focus on it. So I think one reason why that ratio is the way it is is because human beings take negativity like Velcro and positivity like Teflon, right? Sink that in. We have to inundate the positivity to it to stick. We take the negativity so fast and it sticks to us and we hold it, but positivity and appreciations, most people just go ahead and deflect it when they get an appreciation. They say, yeah, 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 thank you, thank you. Oh, and you, you are wonderful, right? They throw it right back. It's much harder to receive appreciation than it actually is giving it. Because one aspect of that is we have to be able to appreciate ourselves in those ways that others see us and appreciate us, or we're not gonna be able to let them in. It's a direct correlation. The extent that I'm able to appreciate myself about some of the things in my life that are gonna probably reflect back in my appreciation, if I don't see those, I'm not gonna let them in. If I do see those and feel those attributes and value of myself, I'm gonna breathe it in and take it in as an affirmation. That's right, breathe in your appreciation. Don't let it get locked in short breath. Breathe it in so it comes throughout your body. That's a key is actually feeling the appreciation in your body. It is very much for the focus of the speaker who gives appreciation. They have to be able to really feel the appreciation themselves for the receiver to get it. That's the only way that people really receive it well, right? Is when the giver feels it. It's very much the same as remorse. If I don't feel remorse when I'm apologizing, the hell if the receiver's gonna receive it. They are not gonna feel it. They're gonna just take it in as just words of an apology. They won't feel it. I have to feel my remorse. So it's the same thing with feeling the appreciation so that the receiver really receives it and feels it. I'm going to go off a little bit on something that's a tangent with that is how wonderfully positive and healthy it is to feel appreciation and to receive appreciation. It is the one emotion that human beings can access the fastest and sustain the longest. There is a wonderful uh, research institute called HeartMath Institute that some of you may know about, and I'm gonna cite some of their studies on appreciation because they work with the intelligence of the heart, with very sophisticated technological research items to understand the actually the power of the heart. So since the heart is a endocrine gland, which means that it puts out hormones in the body, when we access appreciation, the heart can oscillate by putting out oxytocin and serotonin, the good feel hormones. During the feeling of appreciation, we don't excrete cortisol levels, stress hormones. So that's really key 
because if you're excreting the good feel-good hormones, then your body is starting to receive those hormones and working in a proper flow, right? Good respiratory system, aspects of parasympathetic nervous system is running right. Cardiovascular system is running optimal. So it's you're starting to actually what they call cohere. Your cells are starting to, to sync through the oscillator of the organ and actually the coordinating of the vagus nerve to the brain. That's starting, that highway is starting to sync together. And that's vital for the health of your body. When couples do it together, I call it the couple bubble. When you're putting out positive, appreciative feelings, what's also happening is there's an electromagnetic field. I'm getting deep, isn't it? Scientific, I'm not a scientific guy. (laughs) But this is pretty cool. There's measurements of an electromagnetic field that goes out 6,000 times at least more powerful than the brain. That's pretty powerful. That it's actually going out and emanating. So therefore, people that are in that proximity, and they say it can go out five feet, six feet, 12 feet, and there's studies that it can go way, way, way out on a certain frequency to, to people all over the world. So in that aspect of, if I'm putting it out in my relationships, I'm feeling appreciation and giving it. As a couple, my wife, she is feeling my vibration and we're going to start to sync if we're actually also doing it together our cells are going to start to entrain that's like grandfather clocks ticking at the same time that's a hell of a sync if we're doing that we are connecting and if we are connecting on that level it is going to be so much easier to talk about challenging issues and deal with it that's a big one i want everybody to get that that's kind of like the whole purpose of focusing on appreciation. That's one of the purposes of focusing on appreciation in relationships. That is one of your best connections that you can have in order to communicate better, right? As I said before, so many people think that they need to communicate in order to connect. My experience, it's the opposite, that we actually need to connect in order to communicate. So this is one beautiful way to be able to feel that connection so that our communication is going to go so much better when we talk about challenging issues or come back from a conflict that it's really difficult to talk because we go over and over and get flared up. Couples get flared up by the same kind of arguments. They never really repair it or address it. So couples ask me, how do we repair conflict? This. This is one of the best ways to repair conflict that you find yourself in more and more the realm of appreciation so that when you have a conflict, you'll drop it faster, come back in connection faster, and be able to communicate with respect, with understanding, with acknowledgement. You're gonna be less stressed because the cortisol levels will be down, so you're gonna flare up less, right? So you'll be able to hear your partner's complaints more you'll be able to take a little things more of responsibility and accountability because you know if you do, your partner's gonna receive it or other people in your life. This is not just partnership, right? This would be able to be with other family members and even friends. That's such an important concept, even though I'm talking about couples, you can go ahead and transfer this to 
many of your relationships, which I'm going to talk about here, but also in many more episodes. This is so vital and important. It's such a passion of mine that I'm going to be talking about appreciation many times in different episodes. I'm going to get to bring my beautiful wife and we're going to do some talking about appreciations and how it is in our life and, and my son and other people. So, so you'll get a real deep understanding because it needs to be focused. It needs to stay on a deep consistency and a focus. That couple bubble that I was talking about, I also believe that the appreciations are like the vitamins in a couple's immune system, right? You need a healthy immune system in your body. And if you have a healthy immune system, what does it do? It can take the disease. You don't have to go after the disease because the immune system, the healthy immune system will work in coordination to help take the disease. So the disease would be conflict in a couple's relationship. So the more appreciations that you have, the vitamins, the stronger your couple's bubble, your couple's immune system will be. So when you have conflict, you'll be able to take it better. It will be able to be healed better. That's one of the greatest things that you can do to actually work through conflict. And I know that sounds kind of simplistic, but try it. This is how powerful, I, I believe, some aspect of verbally expressing appreciations. I had a couple some years ago, they were in their late 60s, and they came to me for many reasons, not being able to communicate and so forth. But one of the reasons was they haven't had sex in seven years. Get that, seven years, and they're in their 60s. So after working for a little bit, I decided that I checked in with them about their appreciations, how good they were at it. And they looked at me so perplexed and shook their head and said, now nah, there's not much. So I spent a session working on appreciations with them. And we did a appreciation heart share, which is a form that I have that creates a space for people to talk and just express without being interrupted for a certain period of time. And then the listener listens for that period of time and then they switch. So we did a 10 minute a piece appreciation heart share where each of them shared appreciations. Well, if you can imagine, which they said that they weren't so good at it, it was, yeah, that adage of like pulling teeth. I've worked hard to have them try on some examples and to try it out. But then they started to get a little bit of the hang of it. One of the things that the husband finally got to was some aspect that he appreciated her. And he started to tear up and have a tear. Right in the middle of it, she leaned over, took his face in her hands, and she gave him a kiss. And she looked at me and she said, in over the 20 years that they were married, she said, this is the first time that I've seen this man cry and show emotion. So of course that was huge, right? Well, what was even bigger was the next morning when I checked my voicemail, this is what I got from them. Guess what happened last night? And that was it. So what I guessed is they had sex. That's right. 
That can be the power of it. When we're seen and heard and appreciated, one, that's a great aphrodisiac. That's what happens when people first get together. They are more appreciative of each other and they voice it and there's more presence. And usually people in intimate relationships have more sex then. That's also affairs. Affairs don't just happen from a sexual standpoint. They happen because they feel appreciated and seen. The other person is focused on them. And that's a great aphrodisiac. So that's one of the one beautiful offshoots of this in your relationship. If you want more sex, appreciate each other more. right? And I'll get into this later, but you can even have appreciation heart shares on your sex life to better your sex life. That you only appreciate what it is in your sex life. You don't talk about what you want, what's bad, what's different, what's not good. You talk about really what you appreciate and what you love and like specifically. See, because whatever you focus on expands, right? Wherever the thought or the eyes look at, we get more of. When I look at things physically in the room and I see things that I don't like, a crack in the floor, chipped paint, my eyes keep going and my thoughts keep going to what's lacking, what's wrong. So we do that to people too. The opposite can occur and it does occur. When you start focusing on what you like and what you love and what you appreciate, right? If I start focusing on, oh man, I love the way that lights come into the room. I love the colors that are on the sofa. My mind will start and my eyes will start looking for more of what I like. That's what happens to people. That's what we do to people. We start focusing where our mind is. So it's imperative. I would love for you to get this concept too. I want to get this concept deeper and deeper every day is that when I intentionally focus on what I appreciate, I'm going to see more of it. And it doesn't mean that I'm just Pollyanna and denial of the things that uh, need improvement or that's challenging. I'm actually able to bring a different perspective of that, more empowered, less a victim. I'm able to talk more calmly about things that I'm challenged by because I'm in the realm of also what it is that I actually have. And I'm not so much feeling what I don't have, but I can address it from what I have. And that's one reason why that really helps in conflict because you're not then coming from a really needy place and blaming your partner and pulling them to do something for you instead of making requests and telling them how you feel and what you want and what you need. So it's a wonderful conflict resolution skill. You know, there are some things also that I believe blocks appreciation. One, I believe is not never having a clear model of appreciating. I never took appreciation one-on-one in any kind of school. So we don't really learn it. And most of it didn't grow up around it. If we don't have the models to show us that, we have models to show us conflict avoidance. We have models to show us how to be angry. But loving models are more rare. So, you get to have that choice of changing that in your life if you didn't have that. So I'm talking a little bit about with parents. 
I'm going to have a special show on also appreciation to your kids because that's I think is a special one, but I'm going to dip into it here a little bit too. So another thing that blocks appreciation is many people also, of course, look through the lenses that what's only wrong and what's missing, which I mentioned before, that blocks appreciation. Another thing that I think blocks appreciation is there could be a mindset maybe an unconscious motivation mindset that says, I don't want to appreciate you too much for what you're doing, what you're doing good, because that might let you off the hook. You might think that everything is fine and there's many, many things that I want you to change and do better. So I don't want to let you off the hook and tell you all these appreciative things so you'll think everything is fine. Again, I don't believe that that happens in reality. I think what happens in reality for human beings is we're like dogs. Whatever you appreciate, you get more of, right? So that's also a block of appreciation. So let me get back to talking about having models of appreciation. When I was in my graduate program at Goddard College, one of the courses that I designed was actually around working with couples with appreciation. I wanted to explore more of that in my life, so I designed a curriculum to study it. As I was studying appreciation about 18 years ago, what I did was try many exercises of research in my own house. So we did some simplistic things that maybe some of you do, and that would be around the dinner table. My son was probably about seven or eight at that time. So we would go around the table and I would say, well, let's say two appreciations to the person to your left. And he would look and roll his eyes and like, ah. And we worked it, you know, we would keep it going. We would do it on trips when we were in the car, whether it was a long distance trip, thinking about, hey, what did we appreciate on the experience of the trip? Can you talk and tell the person in the car, can you tell mom, can you tell dad, or, or I would tell him or my wife what specifically we appreciated about them in that trip, in that experience. And we would start doing that even when we were just going into town for the day. And we would do it even at the end of the day, at times. What did we appreciate about the day? It started to become a habit. And after a while, my son actually no longer avoided it. He became very, very proficient at it. So much that there were times when he was even an older teenager, a teenager, parents get this. I think he was 16 years old and I was bumming out about something, maybe a hard day, and I looked at him, I said, hey man, you know what I can use today? And he sat me down, I didn't even have to tell him. He sat me down, he pulled a chair in front of me, And he just started pouring out appreciations for like 10 or 15 minutes. 16-year-old boy. So I just want to show you the power of that in families. Most parents come to me and they talk about their kids and their teenagers, how they feel so underappreciated. Their kids never appreciate them. That's painful. I get that. But I also want to investigate with them how much are they appreciating How much are they appreciating them in the ratio of five to one or 20 to one compared to telling them more and more of what to do 
it was a big realization to me when there was a time when my son was a teenager and you know how teenagers stay in their room for a while and boy, all of a sudden the door opened up and he was out and I was all excited because he was out. I get to tell him, talk to him and I'd say, hey son, can I talk to you for a sec? And he kind of rolled his eyes and I'd say, remember when I told you to take out the wood and move that wood the other day? You were able to do that? Right? Because he didn't do it. And that was a lot of my interaction with him was, it was nice, it was calm, but it was telling him what to do. So sit with that, parents. Your kids are being told what to do almost all throughout the day. You remember what school was like. You're told what to do. And then they come home, and they're told more of what to do. How would that feel? That hit me with a realization, so I changed it. So my son would come out of the room, and I'd say, hey, man, can I talk to you? And he'd come down the stairs, kind of like, ugh. And I would just look at him and say, hey, man, did I tell you how much I love looking at your face today? And he kind of like shrug a little bit and look a little surprised. And I'm like, no, that's it. That's just what I want to say. And I started doing more and more of that. Hey, son, can I talk to you? Hey, can I just tell you how much I care about you and love you and I'm so proud of you and right? things like that. Boom, boom. Until one day, when I said, hey, son, can I talk to you? And he was like, yeah, sure, dad. And I said, hey, you remember about the word? He goes, no, I got it, dad, no problem. I'll help. Boom. So that's not a manipulative t- thing to do to get your kids to be connecting and to be part of the family. That's a way to be in family. That's a tool that I think is so vital for parents because parents, again, you got to think, are you modeling it? Are you doing it to your partner in front of your kids? That's a big one. I knew that appreciating my wife so deeply that my son needed to see it. And my son also needed to see me do it in front of my friends, to my friends and to my family to show him that that's how to walk in the world so that he hopefully finds that of value and does that more in his life so he can enrich his relationships. So that's an offshoot of modeling it modeling it in other areas of your life, not just directly to your, to your children. But I know many parents have a real difficult time doing that, not just modeling it because they're having a hard time in their relationship, but doing it consistently with their children. So you got to work on your stress level with that too because that has a lot to do with it. In high stress, you don't feel good about yourself. You're not balanced to be present, to be able to take a moment and really feel and think about those appreciations to express. So sometimes in a workshop or even to some parents when they are doubtful about how much appreciation can, can really benefit, I read to them, and I'm gonna to read to you, a anniversary card that my wife and I got from my son. I think he was about 17 or 18. And this says, congratulations to mom and dad. I love you both so much, and I'm so glad I get to spend the rest of my life with such amazing people. Your loyalty, happiness, love, and honesty are just some of the great qualities that can be used to sum up how perfect of soulmates you are for each other. 17-year-old teenage boy. Thank you so much for being my extraordinary loving and caring parents. Congrats again. And may you live for the rest of your lives together in never-ending happiness. Your loving son, Xander. 
Hey folks, I'm reading this not to toot my horn so much, but to show you what is capable and what can be felt. I don't have to wait till my son reads a eulogy for him to tell me how much I mean to him or the things that I do. He's 22 years old now and we text back and forth. He's living in the Netherlands and going to college there. And when we leave voicemails or text, every interaction has so much appreciation in it. Lots and lots of love use, lots and lots of hearts, but lots of appreciation. It's wonderful to have that, right? Because then it's also easier for me to talk about challenging issues and for him to talk about challenging issues that may come up for us. So I'm going to be giving another uh, perhaps monologue or talk to somebody on one of the podcasts I have some people in mind, especially maybe my son, to talk about how parents and families really benefit and things that they can do with appreciation. So I'm also going to take it to a, another level with the aspects of showing you of how to express appreciation because it's an art. We really have to exercise that muscle a bit so that we get the nuances and the details and the body sensations. I think that that's so important. Of course, if you're new to it, it's really important that you just say it. You are a good man. That's fine. A lot of guys also really like it digital, really straight. But once, especially men, start balancing some more of that beautiful feminine energy, you're going to want more of the emotional aspect to it. So I think it's also imperative that we start practicing it, of course, right? So just do it. So I did want to give you some examples of some of the appreciations that my wife and I give to each other. We write a list of appreciations when we do these exercises in our, in our workshops. But when you have a list of appreciations of somebody, it's wonderful to use it as a cheat sheet. You can take it out. One way to start that habit is you look at that list. And I tell people, look at like two a day or even focus on one. Don't get overwhelmed with all of them. Just focus on one or two that you wrote about your partner. Feel it. Think about it. Express it throughout the day. Set an alarm clock on your on your phone. It goes off. What the heck is that alarm? Oh, let me just take a moment just to think about my partner or my family member, my friend in that specific appreciation so that when you do see them, you're going to be more apt to communicate and feel that connection in that way. So it's going to be a lot easier to navigate any of the challenging issues that may come up that day. So here, let me share some. I'm going to actually first share some things from my wife to me. She said, I am impressed with your patience when I'm running late. I appreciate how you've worked on coming to peace with it. See that? She's appreciating some of my challenges that I have and letting me know that she sees it and she appreciates my work. Some of you may have had that issue. I had an issue for a while. My wife was always late and man, it was a challenging for me because I'm always on time. That is such a big focus for me around integrity and commitment to be on time. It wasn't that she was flighty about it. She just so focused on doing so many things that she wants to do so many of those things before she gets out of the door. And I used to be really frustrated about that. And we used to get fights about that. And I really worked on it. 
I have now books and magazines in the car. So I patiently wait and I'm reading. So I'm not hyping up when she's that 10 minutes or 15 minutes late. But you know, I don't give her the right time when we're going to the airport. That's right. I don't trust that one. Okay, so here's another one. It warms my heart to hear your loving voice when you call me daily from work to check in with me. See how that's different than I appreciate you calling me? Or it deeply touches my heart how loving, affectionate, relaxed, and respectful your relationship is with our son. That's very different than saying you are a good father. I appreciate how you are always attentive and supportive of me when we are socializing. I love hearing that you brag about me to your friends and family. See, there she's appreciating and noticing me how I walk in the world with other people and noticing how I'm actually giving our relationship attention, positive attention to other people. So when she appreciates that, I'm going to do more of that. I enjoy your boyish laughter and giggles when you talk with your friends on the phone. See, she's noticed me not just an appreciation of what happens between us, but also who I am. So I feel more seen by her. And if I feel more seen and respected by her, of course, I'm going to feel that toward, towards her. So here's a couple that she wrote, that I wrote about her. I love how happy, positive, and compassionate you are throughout any experience. That's something that she is incredible at. She is so positive and so appreciative of her life and her experiences. So I'm lucky I chose well. It's a wonderful life to be with somebody who has a positive outlook in life. So I want to appreciate it because I want to get more of that. That's for sure. Here's another one. I am proud of how you facilitate women groups, helping them feel empowered, creating a safe forum for them to speak their truth and express it through art. See, I'm acknowledging her talents and how she walks in the world. Not just say, oh, I really appreciate that you go out and work. I deeply appreciate how you refer to me in endearing and loving terms like sweetie, love, babe, sweetie pie, and lovey-dovey. Yeah, I know that sounds a little corny, right? But let me tell you, that was part of keeping a positive aspects in our relationship that really helped in conflict. I remember I told my wife that my grandparents on my mother's side used to always call each other hun. They never called each other by their first name. I've never heard them do that. They would write in a card to hun, love hun. And so I just told my wife that story many years ago and she really liked it. And so she started using more love words. And her being Danish, I think it has a different connotation saying sweetie pie than what I grew up. But after a while, I got used to it. I really love it. And again, for us, I think well over 95% of the time that we use loving words to each other in that way instead of our first names. So we got into a conflict. And I remember I got angry and I went, ah, oh, shit, babe. And she all of a sudden got excited. <laughs> Her eyes opened up wide and she said, wow, I see that you're angry, but you still love me. How about that? So that was actually a positive interaction 
in a conflict to use a love word, shit, babe. So keeping that aspect of appreciation in the way that we speak and hearing that over and over in that endearing way to speak automatically instills appreciation to that person. I'll just give you one more. I deeply appreciate your love for our son, encouraging his ideas, independence, and experimentation with his life. It's a little different than saying, you're a good mom. See, it's much better to get specific and tell your partner specifically what you appreciate about them. Give them an incident or something specific that they did. It hits home much more to the person of like, ah, I see that you really see me and appreciate me in a deep way because now there's a picture and we both can can connect and, and understand in that agreement of what that appreciation is. So that's also vital when you give an appreciation. It's very good to give details. Women love details and nuances and body sensations way more than men. So men really practice that. I know it's going to take a while and women give you guy a little bit of slack on that when he's trying. But try, people. One of my recommendations is that people sit and do an appreciation heart share at least once a week. And do that for 10 minutes apiece. You set your alarm clock, you sit across from each other, and one of you just speaks for 10 minutes of any kind of appreciation that you want to give to the person. Anything that they've done that week or just in general in your life. See, it's good to also, I call it skim the week. If you're, if you're doing this continuously, consistently, it's so good to be able to talk about the week that just passed. Some things that maybe you didn't say, but you thought about. So you have an opportunity to do that. Or, of course, just in general, what you appreciate about the person. The alarm clock goes off, and then the other person gets to go. And they share. When you do more of that, you're going to get more at... When you do more of that, you'll get more proficient at that. You'll get more skilled. You'll be able to do it more on the fly. Okay? And that's a wonderful thing to be able to do is just take those moments real quick. And when you're thinking about appreciation, say it. Don't wait. I used to wait. And what I would find out was, oh, I was, I'm going to tell my wife this when I see her. Hours would go by. My day gets different. Stress comes up. I don't have it in me to, to say that. So it's wonderful to do it then, right? With this technology world, we can do it instantly. We can leave a voicemail. Voicemails are much better, in my opinion, to leave a voicemail because the person feels it way more in the intonation and the resonance of the person's voice. The harmonics of a person's voice and the tonation, how they speak, can really penetrate and resonate with their loved ones and other people. So that's also so important. I know that when I speak or when I hear my wife's appreciation, it comes in and resonates so much more deeply than just in the written word. So that's a wonderful way for you to be able to practice it, right? Feeling it so that it comes out in your voice. Now, if you gotta write it, by all means write it. I actually think that that's a wonderful thing to do is to do both. But one, one thing that my wife and I have done several times over the years is I'd write down an appreciation 
a sentence of appreciation, like some of the things I read you, and I would cut them out on that paper. And then I would roll the paper, fold it and roll it, and I would go hide it in socks, purses, pockets, and my wife got lots of those, so I can hide them in many different places. And seasonal, I know that maybe I'll hide it in a winter coat that she's not gonna get for a while. And it's so powerful that when the person receives it, how they feel in that moment of receiving an, uh, an unsolicited appreciation, it can work wonders. Let me tell you about this one story when my wife and I got into a conflict. She went into the bathroom, closed the door to be by herself, self-soothe, probably get away from me trying to, trying to pursue her, trying to be right, some stuff that I was probably doing like that. And she stayed in there for a few minutes or so. And when she came out, she had this beautiful, positive, appreciative glow on her face. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And all of a sudden, she rolls out in her fingers um, this strip of paper. And I knew instantly it was an appreciation note that I left somewhere in the bathroom that she found. And I was like, yes, yes, man, that hit perfectly. It was probably six months that I, uh, six, six months before that I put that in there. And boy, how serendipitous that was. And we were good to go. We didn't have to talk about our conflict right away. That brought us an instant connection. And we just smiled to each other and we hugged. So wow, what, what that saved, that saved a, a conflict. That was a wonderful conflict resolution right there. So I just want to show you again an example of how powerful the expression of appreciation can be. As you can tell, there are so many ways uh, that I can speak about appreciation. It's very deep to me, very dear, uh, very important. Um, I know I went into some depth around appreciation that you may want some more beginner aspects of understanding appreciation, and I can definitely talk about that on other episodes. Uh, but I think because of the impending storm and the uh, heavy rains that are supposed to hit my area tonight and tomorrow, I was feeling a deeper level of appreciation. And that's the beauty of it, right? As I start off that, that level of knowing that things change, right? Boom. That's the only constant in life. Things change. And knowing that things may change for me tomorrow, I want to look at my life right now, what I have, and really appreciate everything around me, the surroundings, who's in my life, myself of how I show up in my life, because that is key, right? I need to really appreciate myself for who I am, how I walk in the world, and what I do, so that I can also be able to receive it when it comes, but also be able to deeply give it to other people. And when you give it to other people, the connection that you have in your relationships will be so much more value, so deeper, so much more enriching, so much more loving and connecting. So I'm going to go out and as it's not raining so much, and I'm going to go dig some of those ditches a little better out on the side of the road and appreciate, uh, the nature and that my body can move and all of that stuff so I appreciate you all listening make yourselves a wonderful day 
Relationships. Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed professional counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk at adithemonk.com. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by PodCraft. Create your own great podcast today, faster and easier at podcraft.us. Thank you.